What's up, guys? Welcome to Good Bad 2, the sequel. This is the show where we have a good time watching bad movies. I am your host, John. I'm Danielle. And today, we are taking it back to 1999, and we watched Deep Blue Sea in all of its sharky CG glory. Yeah, that, that's all I got to say. We wrapped it. That's <laughs> the thing. There we go. That's the movie. <laughs> um, before we dive deep into this thing. Oh, God. Already? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see if I can make more water puns than the movie did. Ooh. Before I can dive too deep. In- Why is that not going to float? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> before I dive too deep into this movie, uh, let me let you guys know you can find us on Instagram at The Good Bad Show. Um, actually, this movie was a suggestion from one of our uh great followers from brazil what's up brazil what's up uh, brazil <laughs> uh joe aviana sent us a list of suggestions we used this one in the vote on instagram and it absolutely crushed mission impossible 2 every with, vote counts with 78 percent of the vote that was 100,000. 468 votes from around the world yeah it got more than the first episode of american idol which was impressive wow um and then also uh you can find the show everywhere where they got podcasts on apple spotify google and all that sort of thing while you were there please rate and review us let's let us know what you think helps us stay relevant in the standings and we appreciate anything that you guys have to say about us or you can send us chocolates because we also like that too no not or and oh Rate, review, and send oh. the chocolates. Oh, okay, but We talked please, about this. Yeah, but maybe you could send like an advent calendar because that's one gift that keeps on giving every every day for the whole month. Do they make advent calendars for the other 11 months? I really hope so. That would make me is, really happy. Is there a May advent calendar? Oh, I really hope so. Oh, I hope so, so badly. <laughs> it would be like white chocolate... It would be some mint chocolate. We're gonna we're gonna break this movie down for you, but then we've got our awards. We're gonna give it a bold statement, which is basically just a a hyperbolic opinion of the movie. We have the worst line, the best line, the worst performance, the MVP, which is someone who does not know that they're in a bad CGI shark movie and they think they're in Jaws. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got our unredeemable moment. We've got our favorite part of the movie. We're gonna give it a better title. And then we're going to decide if it's good, bad, or just bad. Sounds like a plan. I'll tell you right now, I have not circled anything in that category yet. You know what? I was uh, feeling the same way, and I have not yet either, which is surprising. We'll have to make up some opinions on good, bad, or just bad when we get to the end. But as of right now, side of the same seesaw. (laughs) (laughs) That's my water joke. (laughs) What? No, none of that makes sense. <laughs> That's my physics Einstein joke. <laughs> I I can tell you this. I have the letters LL written down a million times. Uh, so do I. <laughs> and it's, it's not all awesome. No, but it has to do with physics Einstein jokes, doesn't it? Yeah, it it's, does. In some parts, yes. Yep. Um, okay, so, the, I mean... We live in a world that is just completely and utterly saturated with shark movies. Yes. What do you what do you attribute to that? What is people's like fascination with shark movies? They wouldn't keep making them if people didn't like them. Well, 
And when they got done with shark movies about sharks who only had one head, <laughs> they went to shark movies who got two, some got three, some got four, some got five. I've seen one who had seven heads. Yeah. They just keep on going. They're like, let's put more heads yeah. on this shark. And then, I saw the part where the shark was walking on land because it had so many heads. Yeah, well, it was using its head, heads to two walk. Heads. Wait, yeah. the, they, the, it's not enough either for them to just be in the water. They also have to be in a tornado. Yeah. They're, like, there's, uh, so let's say two things about that. One, as you will find out throughout this podcast, it is really easy to add shark onto the front of a word that designates some sort of gigantic action. Like sharknado, shark explosion. You know, you know what's even easier to add shark to? The state of Arkansas, because I saw the oh, Sharkansaw Massacre is a movie. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> I don't know. So with this movie, it, it also seemed a lot like it had parts of ER in it. It definitely had parts of Jurassic Park in it. It wasn't that long after that. This movie was a combination yeah. of many other popular movies, and they're like, well, sharks are the platform. ER, interesting. I, I mm. definitely feel like the score was television drama that was written for something else, and then they just put it over the top of this because the beats had nothing to do with what was happening on screen almost all the time. <laughs> if if it was a dramatic moment, it did have dramatic music, mm-hmm. but I'm talking about like the the strings, the the tempo had nothing to do with what you were seeing almost the entire time. Uh, the actors also weren't responding to what should have been happening either in real time. It what like time wasn't anything in this movie. I actually wrote somewhere on here that time was completely irrelevant. Yeah. If they needed to rush through a door because the ocean and sharks was coming after them, did they ever rush through a door? Yeah, I don't, no. I don't, I don't think I noticed no, them rushing just, through a door. They just kind of went one by one, waited. <laughs> waited um, was there was also a part where, uh, I'm jumping ahead a little bit here, jumping where, the where the... <laughs> Come on, that one, you set that up for yourself. Where the, the main <laughs> girl, what was her name? Susan. Saffron. Yeah, yeah. Saffron, uh, Susan says like, if we don't, if we don't do well on this test tomorrow, blah blah blah. And then, and then she closes a door, and then the door opens in another place, and then they're doing the test. And I was like, wait, is this tomorrow? Is this the test day? I like, like you said, time irrelevant. Yeah, time was irrelevant. I know yeah. I didn't know what was going on most of the time. When it was happening, at one point they said it was four in the morning, and I was like, "What? How did it get to four in the morning? This yeah. whole thing just to or why? Who cares? Why yeah, even why mention did it? Take it? That long? What's why happening? even mention what time it is? Oh, but yeah. the first thing that happens is uh, they got to get the teens hooked into this movie. So we start with some bikini-clad ladies. Yeah, horny uh, makeout session with uh, leftover '90s music. Yeah, to with some frat bros. Frat bros um, using their dad's pontoon. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, their mom's wine. <laughs> yeah, and one of the sharks was like, titties? And so they came to see what's up about that. And then they had spilled some wine, and then the shark was like, oh, titties and wine? I'm here to party. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You, you got some really... Cla- oh, were they your Florida sharks? Because they were actually on the West Coast. <laughs> Did you just Florida man those sharks? <laughs> Why else would the sharks have shown up to them in a I'd- boat that's sitting still? I guess it's drawn to TLC. Wait a second. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Spoiler alert. 
Weren't these sharks supposed to be in a cage the entire time? That was why he asked Michael Rappaport to raise the fences. Because they had escaped and he had to catch them and bring them back. I see. Okay, so they escaped and he had to bring them back. Yeah, I didn't really even catch that. Yeah. Um, also, jumping ahead again because who cares? How do you the, catch an escaped shark? That's bullshit. He shot it with two uh, harpoons and dragged it back. Oh, right. uh, also, when they get to the surface at the end, Thomas Jane says, oh, we're sinking. This was their plan the whole time. As if to say that they wanted to bring the fences back down by dragging the whole place down. Right. The shark. Yes. The sharks planned to corral the humans and force them to flood their own facility in order to make... Okay. Lower. Uh, okay. I okay. I'll suspend my disbelief in this movie Ooh. that these super smart sharks came up with a plan. But this is what their plan was. Right. If you were paying attention, step one: get captured so you can get your brain drilled. Step <laughs> two: bite off Stellan Skarsgård's arm <laughs> and wait for the humans to put him on a helicopter. Right. Step three. Chew him off of the helicopter, crash the helicopter into the facility, mm-hmm. and then drag his carcass through the water to bust through the window right. in order to flood the facility. This was the shark's exact plan. Yeah, the entire time. <laughs> they had it figured out way before the humans did. You this know why? Is, because... That is bonkers. Yeah, well, it's physics Einstein, as we've already established. <laughs> first name physics last name einstein <laughs> so uh yeah we there's sharks there and there's a lady and she yeah, but they got big brains yeah she's <laughs> testing them for alzheimer's or using them to cure alzheimer's whatever samuel jackson's like uh i don't believe you or there's not a, this is one of those movies this has come up a couple of times on the podcast where the the words that they're using and the way that they're talking I can't hear it. No. I can't, I can't take it in. I can't keep it in my brain. It's falling out of my brain as fast as they're saying it because I just don't, I don't hear that fake Hollywood science crap. I just can't bring it in. <laughs> there were a lot of times we looked at each other like, what did they just say? I know words happen, but what, how do they, what? Yeah, I know. Like these types of movies, I end up with the volume on 910 because I'm <laughs> trying so hard to take it in and it just won't stick. It's not going to go in. Yeah, it just won't go it's in. It's not going to happen. Should have studied more physics science. <laughs> so when, when Sam Jackson gets to, uh, what was the place Aquatica. called? Aquatica. Aquafina. Aquatica. <laughs> the, again, the music is a beat of like Jurassic Park, Aquatica. basically, right? It's like dra- like when they arrive at Jurassic Park, and you're like, when you see Jurassic Park, you're impressed. This yeah. is like they only show you the top of the water facility, and it's the same type of music. And I was like, so yeah, it just it really does. Somebody mentioned it looked like Alcatraz, and it did. It just looks sort of like a prison. It, it's facility. like a dock. Yeah, I was like, uh, it's like a concrete dock. Okay, right. um, and uh, they they arrived to find Thomas Jane uh, trying to get a license plate out of one of the shark's teeth. Yeah, that shark got a license. Yeah, and then he comes up and and <laughs> reveals that he's like one of these like jet pilot ace cocky badasses, but he's also kind of a dick. And you're like, okay, that's there's yeah. one of these guys in all of these types of movies. Yeah, but he does his job so well that they got to keep him on. Oh, yeah, everyone in this movie was a token something. 
Yeah. Every single person yeah, to- was token, token tech smart. Nerd. Yeah. Yeah. Token. Token uh, smart, strong lady. Yeah. Like antisocial genius. Yeah. Like yeah, all the I I have a note here which says elevator exposition. What? I don't. Like I I'm reading my own notes from a movie that we watched 20 minutes ago, hmm. and I don't remember what some of this stuff is. There were a lot of things that happened in this movie. Oh. But none of them mattered. You know what it is? It's what Michael is it? Rappaport explaining the entire facility to Samuel L. Jackson, what every uh, level is right, and right. what's happening on every level. And yeah. I'm like, surely this information won't come back and be needed. <laughs> this movie is, this was a made-for-TV movie that squeaked out onto the big screen at some point. And, and it is basically the worst era in CGI of like 98, 99, 2000. Yeah. And it's an era that couldn't, that, that had the least quality and used it the most. Yes. And this movie is a prime example of doing that. I would say, and here, here's my take on it, 1999, was it that it was bad CG or was it that it was overly ambitious CG? I would say it was overly ambitious because they were like, we have this new tool. We have to use it because people want to come see this new thing. Like people want to see if, if anyone can top Jurassic Park and guess what? They didn't. Well, I, I was going to save this for the trivia, but I'll give it to you now since we're talking about we'll it. give it, yeah. There were 14 different visual effects houses that worked on this movie. Whoa. So to answer your question, it's bad. Like, there's no That's way rough. 14 different visual effects teams synced up enough to make it good. And, like, the sharks change size. They change texture. They change, um, like, color. The lighting shifted a lot. I was like, is there three sharks or is there 22 sharks? Because (laughs) they all look completely different. There were some parts where I thought, you know what? I think hand-drawn animation would have been better. Yeah. It would have been better. (laughs) Because at least least it would have been sitting there going, oh, my God, this is so bad. We would have said, ah, it's hand-drawn animation. We're used to it. It's not great, but we're we're used to it. You're not trying to pull one over on us. There's a there's a part right around where we're at here where they they're doing some sort of water test and they release one shark and then two other ones eat it, and it looked it looked almost as bad as the cartoon portion of the Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> <laughs> it was brutal. Uh, it, was, it, it, was it looked rough. like pieces of paper with sharks painted on them floating through water. Yeah. It was it was really bad. It was bad. So we've established that the CG is awful. Yeah. I mean, with, like we could spend the whole time hammering that, but just just know that. Just Hammer know that it's head. really bad. Yeah. The the other thing that kept really pissing me off. So the next thing that that happens here is Susan gets paged to the I don't know, the poop deck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the slifus. And uh she she opens the door and it's dark. Dang, and there's like haunting music. Mm. And then she walks outside and she's like, "Hello." Hello. Hello. And the lights turn on and it's a surprise party. There was probably 10 instances in this movie that set up a horror premise like that. Oh, that, for nothing. That nothing horror premise that goes nowhere. That like 70s, 80s slasher movie yes. setting up tension that's not real tension. Yep. But any kills that happen in the movie happen super suddenly. Oh, yeah. So it's like this heavy handed. Well, first we build the tension, and then we do it fast. And this is my Rennie Harlan. <laughs> and then we show you some tits. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it like 
I don't know. I just it's maybe at the time viewers weren't as as like onto those type of tricks. But I was just like, ugh. after the first one, I was like, okay. I thought Mike Myers was going to show up at some point throughout this movie. Yeah. It felt like a classic Halloween slasher movie the entire time. I, I thought for the sure entire you time. were talking about Austin Powers and I was just waiting to see where you were going with that. Yeah, I, I mean, no. The, that would be fun, though. <laughs> Michael Myers, okay. Yeah, that one. <laughs> um, yeah, the the um, we've got LL Cool J getting introduced uh him and his parrot somewhere in here yeah ll cool j the preacher slash cook and his parrot who he loves his parrot who hangs out in the pots that he cooks with yeah that was super gross i'm I'm looking at that and thinking he better wash that out every time yeah that's just a that's just a big old nope Uh uh-uh um the the, they they just were running through exposition so fast in this in this like end of the first third end of the first act where like uh at one point thomas jane tells michael rapaport to raise the fences and he's like yeah i'm on it and then like five minutes later he goes did you raise those fences and he goes yeah i took care of it you raised all of the fences in this entire place in that time okay They're raised. <laughs> yes. no actually he's so smart he lowered the level of the oceans by five centimeters yeah therefore the fences are now taller yeah it's fine don't worry about it. Physics science. They're they're they they just keep doing testing, which is never explained to us, the viewer, as to what they're doing. No, what the hell is the test? How the hell are they smarter? So no one's ever brought this up. So Thomas Jane goes into like a tube or like a uh, uh, like a, a like a cage kind of thing with a gun. Yes. And two of the sharks approach him, and he shows them the gun, and they back off. Yep. I don't know what they were trying to accomplish here other than giving the people gathered around a monitor all a 90s movie (laughs) an excuse to give some of the worst dialogue in this movie. Oh my god, it was, it was, uh, it wasn't terrible before, but it gets awful here (laughs) and it careens downwards for the rest of the movie. I think there's two or three times where Samuel L. Jackson starts a sentence with, tell me I didn't see that or tell tell me I didn't just hear that or something like that. And that's one of the parts here where he goes, they back off and he goes, tell me I didn't just see that. They just recognize that gun. And the, the girl, I don't know the, the actress's name, but she's she's awful in this movie. The little like the short. The marine biologist? Yeah, the she, blonde one? She goes, she goes, sharks can't swim backwards. They just can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. She was, it, that was bad. That was really bad. She acted like someone who was trying to act like someone who was acting. Yeah. It yeah. was, you know exactly what I mean, yeah. don't you? It yeah, was bad. She's we like, see this a lot. I'm saying words in English for the screen and stage. <laughs> Here they are. This is going to go on my reel. So the re. oh, now actually, you know what? We do know why they were doing this. So, why? so Thomas Jane uh, tranquilizes that one of those sharks that Ooh, comes so after they him. can unnecessarily scan it with all of their zoom and enhance yes they, they do zoom and enhance it quite <laughs> yes. a bit but but in order to get it up there to be zoom and enhanced uh-huh. the somebody says boarding platform engaged and it just raises the shark up into yeah. and i'm like how awfully convenient that he happened to get chased down by this shark ride it and tranquilize it right where this platform is yep they don't show it going onto the platform, only rising up. You know, that scene reminded me of a scene from a more modern movie, which is Aquaman. 
There, there were some Aquaman vibes in here, there for sure. There were some Aquaman yeah. vibes. Uh, more appropriately, Aquaman has some deep blue sea yep. vibes, which is... Uh, <laughs> Not surprising? Criminal in 2018 or whenever that movie came it out. It is, but that's such a good bad, Aquaman. Yeah, it really, really is. It's so good bad. Go back and listen to that episode, by the way. Um, the the So they, they have it tranquilized and they do more horror setup stuff where it, it seemingly is waking up. Right. And then the test is, <laughs> she drills into its head, she takes out some liquid, brain liquids. Yeah, enough CCs to make you feel like you're watching an episode of ER. And then she simply pours them on top of a piece of brain matter of someone with Alzheimer's. Yep. Science. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then the brain wakes up and starts shooting well basically i think that like synapses start firing or something right like the membrane thickens and they're, it's alive <laughs> they're watching they're watching the monitor and you can hear electrical noises yes coming from the monitor you can see little lightning bolts on the monitor cuz it zoomed in and yeah and then this is where this is where Stellan Skarsgård gets his arm bitten off i don't know if you were watching but he had his arm bitten off about at his elbow would you would you agree with that? Uh, okay, so, yes. So they they panic. They call the coast guard to come out and get an evacuation with a helicopter. Again, hand drawn CG basically, uh-huh. where the ocean, the helicopter, the rain, nothing on screen oh God, is real. Oh God, it was so bad. And they get him outside, and now his arm is about halfway up his bicep is where it's missing. Uh-huh. They get him onto the on the gurney hooked onto the 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 helicopter yep. and then when he when he falls and when the shark brings him up to the window, his arm is now all the way up to the shoulder. Okay, it's funny you mention that because <laughs> I didn't I didn't track the length of how much or little of his arm was left, but I was keeping an eye out for them to accidentally switch the arm that had gotten bitten off. <laughs> this is what you were expecting from this This is movie. the bar that I have in this movie. I'm, I'm watching there. I am so excited to catch them accidentally. At one point, his right arm is gone, or his yeah. right arm is still connected. His left arm is gone, and then they switch it back again for the next scene. But this shark was mad because he was smoking. This is a no-smoking movie. Oh, <laughs> yes. See, I get it now. So we find out at the end that this was all part of their multifaceted plan, but I thought in the moment that this shark was just kind of petty and he was bringing their homie up to the window to be like, your move, bitches. Yeah, I think it showed him like, sup. (laughs) Yeah. I know exactly what I'm doing, therefore you should be terrified. I thought that was like a prison movie power play. Like, like, I'm hot shit around here, not you motherfuckers. That's my pockets. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then from this point, all hell breaks loose. The whole place starts crumbling down around them. And it becomes, it goes from being Jurassic Park to Daylight. The, the Stallone movie where he's stuck in a tunnel that's filled with water. I've never seen it's, that. It's just a survival, like, uh, uh, what's the famous one? Towering Inferno. Also never seen it. It's, it's like just your standard disaster survival movie hmm. from this point forward. Like, I thought when, when Skarsgård got, got killed and when the helicopter went down, I thought we were in for, like, a really funny, goofy, entertaining, like, ride. And it... I just didn't feel that. Like you it, were looking for some more slapstick, huh? They it didn't know what it was. No, it like they were taking this really seriously, and it what there wasn't like 
none of the comedy beats landed. Like, LL Cool J is supposed to be the comic relief in this movie. Uh, he is not funny. Everything was over-seasoned. If it was supposed to be funny, they tried way too hard to make it funny. If it's supposed to be scary, they tried way too hard to try to make it scary. Yeah. Everything was over-seasoned. There was far too much context between everything, and there was never any flow because of that. It wasn't homogenous. It was, it was like you're eating a bunch of... Do you remember when you were young and your mom would give you like some like little carrots and peas chopped up in a can and you're like yum 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 but one day you got that weird can where she had this microwaved you it. as a child yeah because i would always always eating something and then one day she would give you a can of this and some of the carrots were the wrong size and some of the peas had been microwaved for too long so they were squishy and you're looking at it on your spoon you're like this is what i'm used to there's too many textures in one thing and then you throw it off of your tray <laughs> I'm gonna, dog eats it. I'm gonna be honest with you. You <laughs> lost me a really long time ago, just like this movie. <laughs> I've been trained by this movie. I can just make noises in between the start and the finish, and you'll be like, "Oh, that's good. Something happened. I feel satisfied." I, I don't. I don't have the slightest idea what you're talking about. That was much like their science jargon. None of that went in. Oh, that was physics Einstein. So I don't know if you have a problem with that. There's a part in here where uh, LL Cool J is just walking through the water, talking to himself, talking to God, promising to never drink again. And then he ends up in the oven. Yeah, he ends he, up in the oven with the gas on. Yeah, like the he goes, he, he tries to hide in the oven and the, the shark is trying to get to him and he's using an axe to fight to chop through the top of the oven right and he's talking and he's saying things and we both were like what is he saying we didn't know what he was couldn't saying. pick out anything that he was saying there um also can we talk about how the oven was filled like there oh my god there's so many physics einstein moments in this film where i'm like what in the goddamn he is trying to chop through metal with a metal axe while he's in, while it's filled with gas while it's filling with a combustible okay that does not cause hmm. it to explode but but he, <laughs> we'll tell you he opens does. the top of and jumps over the shark over the shark what Jump is it, the shark. 75 feet is that what they said there oh yeah 75 75 feet and 25 tons of force yeah <laughs> uh-huh. and every time and goes to the other side of the room lights his zippo yeah. and throws it right where it needs to be yeah into, on the shark's nose into the gas and it explodes that shark right and yeah. not, but not himself. No, no, no. He got to swim out. He got to swim out. This is while he's in the water, which is the ocean. While he's under the ocean, he's also standing in half of the ocean while his friends are opening and closing doors, trying to keep the ocean from coming in with them while they're underwater in, in, in the ocean. pressurized tubes and rooms. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. And they're never in a rush. Exploding a whole room. They're never in a rush. The, the other gang, the other, like, underwater Scooby-Doo gang, yeah. is uh, trying to figure it out, like, Michael Rappaport's losing his fucking marbles, and you get what seems like is going to be your classic Samuel L. Jackson dialogue here he's gonna get up on his soapbox and he's gonna do the classic sammy J, and he's gonna ream them and he's gonna say motherfucker and, uh-huh. and it's gonna be great and then he gets killed by the shark and it's easily the best part of the movie it was shocking <laughs> he he's he's about to tell the avalanche story i've never seen this movie before i don't know what the avalanche story is but still i wrote down here it comes the avalanche story <laughs> and then after that is underlined shark attack in huge letters because he gets eaten at the end of his monologue 
you know, in the amazing. middle of it. He wasn't even done with it. He was like, No, I think he was wrapping it up. He was talking about how, like, he was plan, talking about yeah. why those he, people got killed. He was going to make the plan on how they were going to get out of there, I think, is what was about to happen. I, I thought but, he was going to tell them about... I thought, I thought he was basically saying... Uh, seven of us survived the avalanche, but only five of us the, came out. His last words were, here's what we're going to do. D- so you don't die? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't kill your ass? You, you know what that avalanche didn't have? Sharks. Mm-hmm. Is there a movie that does have an avalanche with sharks? I'm going to guess yes. Sharkvalanche. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to guess that there is. Sharkvalanche. Um, and then the... Then it's just more survival bollocks from this point on. Oh, like, it's crazy. Th- Thomas Jane is kind of great in this movie. Like, in the role that he's in of, like, basically Aquaman without being Aquaman. Like, yeah. water hero with Top a knife. Aquaman. Like, swashbuckling. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's, he's awesome. But the rest of the cast, Janice, I was like, I just wrote by Janice. Like, <laughs> she, she, she's in the water and he uh, goes upside down to try to grab her. And she says to him... I don't want to die. Not in a panic of like, oh God, I don't want to die. But like just matter of fact, like all human beings, I don't want to die. It's because she was standing in a war bathtub somewhere in West Hollywood. (laughs) She wasn't even on a movie set. They were like, oh, it's CG, babe. Don't worry about it. Just stand here in this water and pretend a shark has you by your lower torso. Yeah. uh, And just go from there. Yeah. And uh, so she gets killed. Uh, uh, L. Cool J meets up with them. He finds them and he saves them from this uh, yet another water tube filled with sharks. Yep. There's a really weird moment. I don't know if you caught it here where they go into, I think, what was like L. Cool J's uh, kitchen or something. And Thomas Jane grabs a bag, like a plastic Ziploc bag, and he throws it to L. Cool J. Mm -hmm. And L. looks at it and he goes, even in death, I have standards. And he throws it down onto a bed and the camera zooms in and you get a close-up of the bag and it was just filled with power bars. I have never seen negative product placement. Why would Rennie Harlan have taken the time out of this budget to be like, fuck power bar? I don't know because he definitely gave them promotion. I mean, we're talking about it now. <laughs> that was... In the year 2020, what? we are talking about Why it. Why was there an anti-power bar moment it didn't in work. a shitty CGI I shark? no idea it is the weirdest shit i was baffled by that i gotta know someone someone's gotta know okay if you represented a power bar in 1999 or the year 2000 then you know this story we need to know if you sold the rights to power bar ip (laughs) in the year 1999 or 1998 Hit us up in our dms you can find me at danielle casts or you can find the show at what's it what is it Seriously, something you don't about, know? Something about, it, like, movie shows. At the Good Bad Show? Oh, that's this show? Yeah, that's this show. Okay, I don't, I don't listen to this show. <laughs> <laughs> so it's you, at the Good Bad Show? It's at the Good Bad Show. But we're not the Good Bad Show, we're Good Bad to the sequel. Uh, yeah, but that was probably taken... I don't... That was a long time ago. I don't remember what happened. That was years and years ago. Isn't this, like, our 12th episode already? This is our third... This is number 30. This is 30, yeah, dirty, dirty. This, this is our dirty 30. We're going, we're going deep blue sea for the 30. Yeah, this is our dirty Golly. 30. Uh, and at this point, LL Cool J has found a video recorder. Yep. And a camcorder, they called yeah, them camcorder, back then. camcorder, and he's going to leave his legacy. Right. Which is omelet recipes. An omelet recipe. And he says, don't use milk in an omelet. 
However. <laughs> you are about to lay down some truth. However, if you don't mix a dairy protein with your egg, then you will not get a fluffy omelet. If you would like a French omelet, you can mix water with it, but you've got to really whisk the shit out of it. So the shortcut is to add butter, milk, and or cheese to your eggs, and then you'll get the proper consistency you would like, and your omelet will not break. Thank you, Paula Dean. Hey, what? y'all. Man, just because I said butter? <laughs> <laughs> um, that was not the, the LL Cool J part. Not funny. Like that, Nothing he said was that funny. Was, I feel like that was supposed to land on like a hilarious comedy beat. Like They pictured sneaking into the theater when this movie was in theaters, going into the back, waiting for the omelet recipe, and then just hearing the roaring laughter of the crowd. <laughs> this was 1950s comedy. Uh, just written in 1999. Not even close to funny. It was it was real, real bad. Uh, and Ma- then there's more shark attacks. Michael Rappaport gets killed by electrocution. Uh, yep. Slash eated. Yeah. Eated. Eatified. He got eaten. Oh, man. Okay. The number of shark attacks in this movie is very satisfying. Yeah. The number of times there's a shark attack and the person gets killed right away. Oh, man. You don't see that very often. Yeah, it's super the, satisfying. The bad news is that this cast is terrible. The good news is most of them die. Most of them die. Yeah. So, most of them die. Um, and then Susan goes off to get her... Uh, Data. Her brain concoction. <laughs> her brain cocktail. And she decides to strip down to her... Skivvies. Skivvies. <laughs> and electrocute the shark that uh, was trying to... shark trucution <laughs> shark <Shark-tricution> six. <laughs> now on sci-fi. Uh, that was really stupid. Yeah, well, it... The... Wait, hold on. What was stupid? The... The idea of that that she's oh i thought you were gonna say shark trucution i thought no that was pretty no good. that was very clever that was more clever than this scene know, where she's standing on top of her wetsuit and the fact that she stuck a wire into a shark's mouth made the ceiling explode uh-huh. in this room stuff's got to explode <laughs> and her data got destroyed that's not how electricity yeah, works. And then, okay, well, then they leave and they have to go up. Oh, and they're, they're but, trying not to hang get on, Hang on, hang on. You're, you're glossing over a part that yeah, I'm trying re- to. really genuinely pissed me off. Well, where was it? Well, at this point in the movie, what? Samuel L. Jackson is dead. He's so dead. And L. O. Cool J is alive. Yeah. The three living people at this point, uh, L. O., Thomas Jane, and Lady Friend. Uh-huh. <laughs> gather like uh grab hands right yes moment of solidarity right and then lo cool j says as i walk through the valley of the shadow of death and then he changes up the he goes we're gonna kill some sharks and motherfucker and i i'm like what why if you're gonna put that in the movie why would samuel jackson not be the person to do it why would he not be the person to give you your biblical quotes and use the word motherfucker at this point in the movie? That is a huge swing and a miss. We don't know. There's not an explanation for this movie. LL Cool J is a A-plus rapper and he is a fucking bullshit actor. Man, it was bad <laughs> They news. should have killed his ass in the first 20 Yo, minutes. it was bad. Yeah, but he was supposed to be the comic relief. Ugh, Ugh. Man, brutal. Oof. So yeah, they go up to the top uh, and... Ello gets bitten by the shark. Yes. 
And but he lives via Jesus. He lives via a crucifix stab to the eye. Yeah, Jesus saves his life. He stabs the shark in the eye, uh-huh. and they get him onto the the platform, whatever. And then the then there's like a a brilliant moment of synergy between Lady Friend and Thomas Jane. I don't know her name. I'm not gonna learn it. I don't care. <laughs> Doctor McAllister. Um and. She, they go they go lady friend she's like the leading scientist of the entire thing she's not lady friend well i don't know her name she's in charge so that's what i'm calling her Fine. lady doctor doctor oh lady oh my god so <laughs> this fucking guy he'll never fucking learn they they go we gotta kill this shark <laughs> that's all they say to each other we gotta kill this shark yeah then they run off together open up the same cupboard together, start pulling the same supplies out of it, uh-huh. opening up flare gun uh, uh, capsules, dumping them into a thing together. They never discussed what they were going to do. They just had this plan. Oh, and this continues. So she cuts herself open in order to use herself as bait. They're on opposite sides of this entire thing. He's got his eye on the shark because he wants to shoot this shark. He's tracking it, right? So he can shoot. Uh, what was he shooting into it? The harpoon with Yeah, the... yeah, the harpoon deal, right? Yeah. She's on the other side, out of his eyesight. She, now cut and bloody, without saying a word to him, jumps into the water as bait. Not no, like, no, wait, hey! She, she does say it. She just whispers it to herself. He Exactly. He screams, what? As if, like, just repeat yourself <laughs> loud enough for me to hear you, and then you won't die. And she goes... Oh. And then she just jumps in. Aquaman learned from this because in Aquaman, when they wanted to project, they echoed. (laughs) They just echoed and they did project. I love a world where they're making Aquaman and they're reviewing all of the other water-related movies for what to do and what not to do. And I'm just just picturing, uh, uh, what's what's Aquaman's name, the actor? Yeah, Jason. Uh, Jason Momoa. I'm just picturing him writing down with like a <laughs> with like a quill. He's like, must talk louder. <laughs> there are three people on this earth who have ever taken front and back notes on Deep Blue Sea. You, me, Jason Momoa. <laughs> Jason Momoa. What up, Jason? Shout us out. Let's compare notes. Whis- whispering gets you killed by sharks. Gets you killed. Yeah, so... Uh, Lady Doctor just gets killed unceremoniously. Yeah, she jumps in. The whole plan fails. She gets eight. <laughs> and then it, it's too late because um, what's-his-face, Dr. So-and-so, Indiana Jones, jumps in the water and tries to karate defend himself from the shark. He lifts his arms up in karate stance, and then the shark basically, like, he, he headbutts the shark and flips over it underwater. Well, he did already display that he could do this dorsal fin ride push off the nose flip thing when he was freeing up the license plate because this was foreshadowing you see right yes uh, the, the sharks know him and they're they're fine and then so he's like yelling up at ll cool j to shoot the dynamite gun and he does and then he like electrocutes it and it blows up it's uh, shark explosion. Shark explosion, yeah. and it is a massive explosion. This was actually very satisfying to me. Yeah, because it was real. It wasn't CG. Yeah, it was. It, Finally. Was, it actually looked really good. Yeah, and like the the image of Thomas Jane pinned to the fence when it happened was pretty cool. I was like, okay, like I'm I'm on board with that. They had guts and everything. And it also signified the end of the movie. So that um, made do me you happy. remember the last line of the movie? No. I'll tell you what it is, because it was also like 20 minutes ago. It's LL Cool J and Thomas Jane laying there uh, on this structure that's sinking. A rescue boat is coming. And LL Cool J says, 
take me back to the ghetto. <laughs> and that is his comedy contribution. To Actually, then the next thing you hear is his voice over the credits doing his song from the movie where he says, deepest, bluest, my hat is like a shark's fin. He's singing uh, in first person as a shark. Yeah. He's rapping <laughs> yeah. first person um, as a shark. Listeners, we... we you the might, end. You, no, not the end yet. What? There's more? Not the end of the podcast. But what is this podcast called? <laughs> so... Shark Lucy. You might have noticed last week we had some upgraded audio and some new little features. We are not in the Amazing Good Bad oh, Studios tonight. Yeah, we didn't pay our rent. So, so they took it away. <laughs> we're, we're, otherwise, you would be listening to LL Cool J sing at Deep Blue Sea right now. So in future episodes, when we are not pressed for time and we can get into Good Bad Studios, you will have... I, you know what? I don't care if we're talking about Showgirls too. I'm playing LL Cool J's Deep Blue Sea. Just every time. Every Just time part from of it. now on because I love that song. Um, all right. We're going to do our awards for you. But before we do that, we have got some shout outs and some trivia. Um, one of the shout outs uh, that I want to give you guys, when we first started the show, one of the one of the few uh, one of the first uh, uh, pages to reach out to us was a independent movie called Bad CGI Sharks, and they sent us a copy of the movie that uh, for us to screen. It is a hilariously and intentionally bad movie. That's why it's called Bad CGI Sharks. It's a little too self-aware for what we do on this show, so we wouldn't do an episode about it. But I highly encourage you, if you found us via Deep Blue Sea and you're into bad shark movies, go check out Bad CGI Sharks. Um, their Instagram handle is Bad CGI Sharks Movie. They're on Amazon. Uh, you can find them uh, just by Googling them, I imagine. So go check that out. Also, um, there is somebody on Instagram called Italian Shark Man. Yeah. And, and this is just a guy who's really into sharks. Really into sharks. Um, and his his videos are incredible. Like, mm-hmm. it's stuff that's not his own of sharks doing shark stuff, like Shark Week kind of jumping out of the water and things like that, and stuff that is his own. It's just a really interesting uh, Instagram page, so go check that Everyone out. Everyone loves a shark. Uh, you want a couple of trivias? I think I already gave you a few, but... Um, the writer of this movie got the inspiration because he actually saw a shark bite victim. Ugh. And that's what gave him the idea for this movie. Mm, write about what you know. Yeah. Um, explosions. Th- <laughs> <laughs> shark explosions. <laughs> the, uh, the sharks that Thomas Jane is swimming with, real. Real? He actually swam with real sharks. Well, he's kind of a badass then, yeah. huh? He's, he is a badass. I said that after The Punisher. Like, he, he trained... Um, with actual oh. Navy SEALs for that. That movie's a little goofy. Pretty close to good, bad, actually. Hmm. But he is pretty underrated, in my hmm. opinion. And hmm. then the other, the last trivia that I had is just the 14 visual effects houses. And when, Jeez, yeah. when you mix real sharks, animatronic sharks, and 14 different visual effects, hmm. you get this. Where, yeah. like, it, it's all over the map. Sometimes it looks good, but most of the time, absolutely not. Like, what was the purpose of that many? Was it... I, did it come down to rendering time? Would they, I mean, would it have taken two years just to render if one house had done it? I, I don't it's know. It's nuts. Like, that, like, you know, we always compare CGI to Jurassic Park because it's, it's a moment to. in time, right? It's mm-hmm. basically the world exists before and after that movie. And this is after. 
but only one ILM. That's it. That's the only people that were working on that. And mm-hmm. Stan Winston for the um, for the practical for the effects. Puppetry. But but that's how you end up with continuity. Right. Right. So um, okay, let's get into the awards. Um, I'll jump in first with my bold statement. Um, this movie, if it if it were made in a in a different world, one where there wasn't an oversaturation of shark movies, uh-huh. and it was made today. It would be really good. Okay, I want to see a remake of this movie. Yeah. I actually do. Yeah, if they, if but I do and I don't, right? Because every time I see a trailer for a shark movie, I yawn. Yeah. It just doesn't grab my attention at all nowadays. There's just too fucking many of them. But if that wasn't the case and they did a remake of this or it had this never been made or whatever and they actually put some effort into mm-hmm. it, like now, and I would be interested in it. Yeah. The the this is not too many degrees off of good. It's uh I don't agree. There's there are elements of it that could be good. The bones of it are good. She got good bones. That's yeah. it. There's a lot that's wrong though. <laughs> I that's kind of what I meant. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah. What is your bold statement? Um this movie has some of the most satisfying shark deaths of any movie. And when I say shark death, I mean death by shark. Shark kills. No, I like to say shark deaths. It's okay. a lot more satisfying. <laughs> Man, when Samuel L. Jackson is there doing his monologue and you're like, yeah, here it comes. This is going to be a great I, ending. And then, shark. I saw this movie in 1999 in the theaters and I haven't watched it since. <laughs> and I did not remember that part wow. with Samuel L. Jackson. I have to imagine that that moment pops up constantly on like social media and YouTube and reference. And I, like that, that, that has to be like a pretty famous moment. Yeah. Is him getting that that death of him getting just suddenly chomped in half oh, yeah, in mid sentence. They're pretty heroic deaths. It's amazing. Of all the people that could be mid monologue and die, it's the best monologue guy ever. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Um what is your worst line in this movie? Yo, there's a lot. Um <laughs> Oh, wow. I you know, I have to say, I feel bad about this, but I'm gonna give it to Samuel L. Jackson Whoa. after Huh? Wow. Yeah, I know. Well, after the... Uh, so the shark takes the scientist who's strapped to his gurney and also tied to a helicopter above, you know, above the waterline. <laughs> All a bait. <laughs> yeah, it's bait. Exactly. And he rams it into this giant, like, 20-foot wide window that's three stories under the sea. It's in their wet lab. It's cracking. And people are just looking at it. It's cracking more. People are just looking at it. It's cracking more. Water starts to come out. A giant chunk of glass comes out and lands between all of them. Keep in mind, there are three floors under the ocean and there's a 20-foot wide window that is cracking. He turns them and says, all right, people, let's move. Yeah. Yeah. I, you I, shouldn't I, have to say that. <laughs> I, I noted that too. Like, uh, you should have said that a long time ago. Maybe and before you hit it. you should have the most urgency anyone has ever had not just like eh, i think we should probably leave yeah don't watch it never <laughs> stay and watch it never stay and watch it um my i i didn't write down a lot for worst line because all of the dialogue was sort of the same to me uh-huh. I, I don't I, there really wasn't that many lines that were worse than others um none of it was all that great either but the i wrote down sharks can't swim backwards they just can't <laughs> for like, worst line <laughs> yeah like just the every, almost anything that lady said it was, was the, her delivery yeah was her her awful. delivery was brutal i think she it 
I think she's Australian and she is probably trying to hide an Australian accent. I don't know for sure. And if that's the case, then there's like a little bit of leeway, but still very bad. I don't know. I buy Australians more when it comes to these types of movies. If somebody says they're a marine biologist and they speak with an Australian accent, I'm going to be like, well, yeah, clearly. Yeah, <laughs> so let, her, let her be a, let her have an accent. stuck with that. It's like space people have to sound like proper British. <laughs> it's just like proper British. It's just the way that it is. If space people? Yeah, if you're in space. If you're in space. If you're in a sci-fi movie, uh-huh. you speak with a proper British accent. Oh, like Moonraker. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What's the what's your best line? Um actually there was an actually pretty well written line in here from Dr. McAllister, not lady friend, leading brain scientist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're so much more respectful than I am. God. You, she said, "You wait your whole life for a single moment, then one day it's tomorrow." Pretty good line. That's your best line? Yeah, it's a good line. That's a good line? That's yeah, a proper line. It's proper? Proper. What's proper about it? I just told you what's proper about it. It's a good line. I don't get it. It's well it's well written. It's thoughtful. It's that something is the, that is a shift in the tone of the film. That is the ceiling of this movie? Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. Well, that's yep. very tonally different than what I went with. Yeah, I know. Um, I would just like to take a moment uh, and reflect on the last moments of the character Bird, who is the parrot. And the last thing he said before getting eaten was, eat me, asshole. And then he died. And I'll always remember him. <laughs> this is why we're not married or procreating. <laughs> this is where you are. This that, is why I am. That was the most clever this is where you writing are. in the whole movie to me. That was it? Yep. Tell me why. <laughs> I don't think that it is clever. I just think that it was the most clever thing in this movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> the bird said, eat me, asshole. And then he got eaten. Foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I get it. I'm there. I'm with you. Uh, I might be a step ahead of you. S- <laughs> <laughs> Don't judge me. What was your worst performance? Well, this part was interesting. I would write down one thing and then add to it and then add to it and then add to it. Uh, I decided that it was the writer. The writers, just in general. People who wrote dialogue for this film, you did a bad job. Bad, bad stuff. At first it was a marine biologist. And then it was LL Cool J. And then I was like, it's a tie. It's both of them. It is awful. For a while, it was a CG. And then finally, the writing won the entire thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I had written down Janice, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to not go with that. I'm going to agree with you. Yeah, it's just the dialogue. The, the plot, the, the, the bones, as you put it, <laughs> I like. The, yeah. But the casting, for the most part, and then just the delivery and the words are brutal all the way really through bad. like and I we're just, fans of bad jokes yeah we really are as i'm sure the listeners have noticed but uh, yeah, i yeah. just couldn't do it in this one the ones that are still left hanging on <laughs> yeah our last seventy thousand yeah. listeners <laughs> who was your mvp saffron dr Re- McAllister. really she, she thought she was in an oscar-worthy movie 
she gave it her all. She did not know she was in a bad movie. I will say that the that the actress uh, Saffron Burrows. Uh, it, it, I know now because I just noticed that it's actually on the TV on Amazon than it has been this entire time. Yes, and I could have been reading it. Yeah, that's why I left it there. Uh, it's our reference like screen. like I've been saying the whole time. Saffron Einstein. Saffron Burrows. Uh huh. The her performance was fine. It was whatever. The character was abysmal she was at certain times brilliant and at other times a moron and got herself (laughs) killed just by sheer stupidity killed so why (laughs) did they worry about the shark leaving like if if that one shark left they were in the middle of the ocean are you kidding me if it could put together a plot like this what (laughs) what do you think it could do out in the wild shark it wasn't gonna procreate and get other other like big brain babies because it's ugly yeah, it was a little bit ugly. You think that shark can't get laid? Yeah, I thought it was a little bit ugly. No, that shark is going to get on. mad shark no. pussy, yo. Ew, no, that that was a lady shark. How do you know? Because they said, we have to kill her. <laughs> At think, the end. <laughs> I think you're being very close-minded and you shouldn't assume it's gender. They said, we have to kill her. They shouldn't assume it's gender either. You don't know what it identifies as. But they made her. <laughs> they built the shark. People... You're something else, you know that? Carry on. Um, Carry on. You <laughs> painted yourself into a corner, didn't you? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, but you don't. <laughs> what? what right uh, John, huh? <laughs> my MVP is Thomas Jane, and I don't really see how it could possibly be someone else. He carries the movie on screen. He's the only interesting part of it, really. He's doing a ton of his own stunts and, like, underwater stuff. Um, there was parts where he was on screen without cut underwater for like minutes at a time. I'm sure he had to develop the ability to do that. Not quite like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible impressive, but in this movie, I don't see how you could choose anyone other than Thomas Jane as your MVP. But did he think he was going to win an Oscar for this role? Because I really think Saffron thought that she would be in the running. He he at least thought he was going to be in a massive blockbuster that was going to turn him into a star. And (laughs) honestly, that was the case. So, yeah, didn't this movie do quite well? Yeah, it did. It was a budget of sixty million, and it did a hundred and sixty million in the in the box office, which in nineteen ninety nine is huge. Pretty good. Yeah, um, it's actually sixty million sounds kind of low. Uh, f- well, when you're dealing with seventeen uh, digital houses, probably yeah. all based in <laughs> yeah. Sri Lanka, then what was your favorite part of the movie? My f- well, what about our unredeemable moment? Oh, sorry. Yeah, what was your unredeemable moment? Um, it was the CG. I, I still have this question. Was it bad CG or was it overly ambitious CG? Yeah. It was bad, though. It was it was real, real rough. I also didn't really like LL Cool J's face. He doesn't. I realize that's his look. Like, that's why ladies love Cool James. But he did that little... I look like a little boy. And I just want you to love me and think I'm adorable. The entire time. I don't know why he had a Paula Deen accent. Is he kind of chubby in this movie? Or is he just one of those people that has a face that makes him look like a chubby guy, even though he's jacked? He's he's got the little little adorable face. Okay. Because he's like known for being shredded, right? Yep. Like, and I was like, he's got a little extra face. Yeah, he's got some. He's got some jaws. Uh, maybe because he was the cook, he plumped up a little bit. I don't know. That sounds I don't good know. to me. My unredeemable moments mm-hmm. read like this: yep. LL blows up the shark for eating his bird. Shark LL bird. leaves a recipe on a video. LL does shark what video. should have been Sam's speech. Shark speech. L. 
Sam's speech. speech. If if you uh, weren't Mrs. talking Hatching yourself, shark to everything. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> LL Cool J is responsible for all of my unredeemable moments in this. Okay, we we get it. Uh, now, may I know your favorite part? Oh yes, it's Samuel Jackson's monologue, and then get eaten by a shark. A hundred percent. I bet you, if you did a Family Feud poll of a thousand people or whatever they do. Every single one of them is going to answer Samuel Jackson's monologue death scene as yeah. their favorite part of this movie. It's got to be. It's it, like that's I I'm I'm gonna look it up on YouTube. I bet you it's got millions of views. If it's not your favorite scene, you need to check your soul because you might not have one. Oh, you know what but. I just realized or remembered that that scene is why. Um, Dave Chappelle, when he's doing Sam Jackson's beer on the Chappelle show, is going, they ate me. A fucking shark ate me. <laughs> oh, man, I just put that together. That is so funny. Um, what's your better title? Um, LL makes it through. Okay. Are you proud of that? What the hell? <laughs> you are spicy tonight. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna call it, uh, Jurassic Shark, Waterworld. Are you proud of that? <laughs> yeah, I am, kind of. Hey, uh, John, you wanna, you can pass the salt over here. <laughs> Take some of that salt. <laughs> My taco bell. Can you, uh, pass the salt? Okay, now we need to have an actual discussion. Yeah, is stuck. Deep Blue Sea good, bad, or just bad? This shit is good, bad. Okay. This is good. We, we enjoyed it. I really uh, is bad. Yeah. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to call it good, bad. We can rule it good, bad. Not by a lot. Not by a lot. Though, and, and, and I'm calling it good, bad because I enjoyed talking about the stuff that was stupid about it. And that's the rules of the show, right? Has, yes. has to be enjoyable because it's bad. I didn't like this movie, but I enjoyed watching it. Those are two different things. Right. Yeah. So it's not in your Demolition Man, Last Action Hero, face-off territory. No. But it is good, bad. Um, it's just by a slim margin for By me. a slim margin. Most of this movie, I'm thinking, eh, it's it's bad. It's not going to make it to good, bad. But the number of ridiculous shark attacks, the number of satisfying shark attacks, LL Cool J's untimely, or was it timely, demise, the way... Uh, LL Cool J though it, like those kind of things sunk it a lot of the dialogue sunk it too so it was on its own seesaw <laughs> <laughs> physics Einstein <laughs> I, I just got seesaw and, okay yeah and uh, <laughs> and it just it just barely tipped into the good bad territory yeah, I agree with that um, alright next week we need two brand new movies to vote on because Mission Impossible had its two chances. You want to you wanna watch Honey again. You want to watch more dance movies. Yeah, you guys. I am trying to get out of the action uh, adventure genre. Not permanently, but just for like a week or two. Just to spread things around. And you guys keep voting the action stuff like super hard. So maybe this week I'm just going to put up two... Musicals. Mu like bad... Like I want, oh, we got to watch want, Cats. I want Bring It On. I want like... Uh, I Save the Last Dance already lost its try. But Cats. like... Yeah, cats. Like I want, I want some 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 uh, variety. Sauce. Whoa, are yeah. you a fan now? Yeah, that was French for variety. Oh, was it? Yeah. Uh, wow. So I could swear to God it was from Georgia. So follow us at the Good Bad In Show, 1812. and 
vote. We're going to do the vote on Tuesday. I'm going to bring up two new movies. Um, if you guys want to have some influence on what those might be, you can send us suggestions also at The Good Bad Show. And we will catch you guys next time. Bye. Peace.